This is the Becker's Healthcare Podcast, created by the team of Becker's Healthcare, a multimedia company devoted to the people who power U.S. healthcare. Four new 15-minute episodes are released daily, containing industry news, analysis, and thought leadership from powerful healthcare decision makers. Support our show by leaving it a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or other platforms you use. It's a chance to tell us what you like about the show and act on your feedback. Thanks for listening. Now here's the episode. This is Laura Deardo with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. I'm thrilled today to be joined by Dr. Silas Marshall, an orthopedic surgeon for Polyans Surgeons. Dr. Marshall, it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast today. Thank you for having me. Now, I'm looking forward to our conversation and just really learning more about what you're doing with ProLions as well as over like Medical Center. But before we dive into those questions, can you tell me a little bit more about yourself and your background? Uh, sure. Yeah. So I'm an orthopedic traumatologist. Uh, my focus is almost completely on orthopedic trauma, which is basically broken bones. Uh, to really pare it down quite a bit. Um, I do some general orthopedics. I do hip replacements, um, but focus mostly on broken bones. I do uh, work for ProLiance Surgeons, which is a big corporation that oversees a whole bunch of multi-specialty surgeons. My group is a bit smaller, and uh, we have, I think, 21 surgeons now, and, and we cover all of orthopedic trauma at Overlake Medical Center. I've been in practice for 10 years now. Uh, training was a lot more than that. I'm also the director of orthopedic traumatology at Overlake Hospital. Uh, I went to med school in Philly at Drexel University and then orthopedic residency at the University of Connecticut. And then I did a one-year trauma fellowship at University of California at San Francisco. Well, that's amazing to hear. And certainly a great experience in there. Now, what do you and your team do to help enhance patient outcomes currently? Well, so um, Overlake Hospital has a slogan, uh, which is one of those things where it's nice to have a slogan, um, but really you have to actually act on that slogan. Their slogan is to provide compassionate care to every life we touch. Um, And I think that every day and and everything we do, they actually do act out on that slogan. Uh, We do a lot of stuff at Overlake to help patient outcomes and patient care. Um, One of the biggest things, I think, in medicine in general, and and one of the things we do well at Overlake and at ProLiance is patient education. Obviously, with orthopedic trauma, it's not something you prepare for, so you can't really pre-educate patients on how to deal with their hip fracture, but we do a lot of uh, joint replacements as well. My partners, um, we have a lot of joint replacement specialists, um, and Overlake Medical Center actually is listed as a high-performing center by U.S. News and World Reports, um, mainly due to to the job that my partners have done. And there's a ton of preoperative education that patients get. Um, We have pamphlets. We have um, classes that patients go to. There's uh, multiple preoperative visits prior to any joint replacements. When the patients are at the hospital, there's also a ton of education. Um, I think that the repetition is important because uh, certainly people who are undergoing any kind of medical procedure have a lot of stress and a lot else going on in their lives. So it's it's really hard to remember everything. So all of this stuff gets reiterated over and over again. But during uh, their time in the hospital, uh, there's a lot of education in terms of uh, rehabilitation um, and kind of getting back to normal life, so to speak. And, and, and that's really important, obviously, with trauma and with joint replacements. Um, we have a comprehensive rehab team, physical therapists, occupational therapists, nutritionists. Um, and all of this is, is actually very well thought out. Um, over the 10 years that I've been there, 
we've developed some really nice protocols uh, for rehab and patient education that I think has been incredibly beneficial um, for uh, patients both during their time at the hospital and beyond. And then post-discharge, um, you know, after they leave the hospital, uh, Overlake has a huge network of primary care doctors. Um, they also have good physical therapy. Um, my group, uh, ProLiance Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, um, we have excellent physical therapy. Um, we also uh, now, our group covers all of the orthopedic trauma at Overlake Hospital. So every patient who is discharged from the hospital after they break a bone has only one number they need to call. Um, and we have a whole team of people in our office that can help with post-operative education. Um, Overlake has recently instituted a, a much more streamlined approach to outpatient care, which has been hugely beneficial to me as a trauma doctor, but also joint replacements are now much more going to outpatient care where you come in and go home in the same day. Uh, so they have a brand new department that's been up and running for about a year now, I think, that has really streamlined uh, that care. Uh, people get their physical therapy in the recovery room. They get their post-operative education there. And then one of the big benefits is if they're not ready to go, if they're not safe from a physical standpoint, if they're not um, ready from a medical standpoint, there is always the option of coming into the hospital. The other thing that we're doing that we have been doing for a while, and this kind of uh, will go into a little bit bigger discussion, uh, I think, um, but it's a program called Own the Bone. Um, Own the Bone is a, is a nationwide quality improvement program that was established by the American Orthopedic Association uh, to improve outcomes for patients with fragility fractures. So we at Overlake, we have a, a, a much older population than kind of the average patient population in the country. And so we see a lot of patients with fragility fractures or, or just broken bones because of osteoporosis. And so we have a whole program uh, set up for that. Um, which has been hugely beneficial. That's amazing to hear. And certainly, you know, um, some great, great insights. And additionally, like the ability, as you mentioned, to um, be working on programs that's improving quality and um, digging into the data and what can really be done to optimize patient care um, is just fascinating. Um, so thank you so much for sharing that with us. And I'm looking forward to learning more about Own the Bone as well. It, it seems like it's just a really fun um, initiative to have in, in being able to provide better patient care as well. Um, if you could tell us about the most exciting and impactful initiative or project that you're working on right now, um, we'd just love to hear about that. If that's on the bone or other projects that you're working on, um, we'd just love to hear about more more about them too. Yeah, I mean, on on the bones, one of the biggest ones um, that we've we've had that going uh, now for about seven or eight years. So uh, it's still for for such a big project, it's still a little bit in its infancy, but it's. It's actually running quite quite well now. Um, we have just an amazing coordinator, Heidi, who runs runs the program, and, and basically um, I give her input, but she does ninety percent of the 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 heavy heavy lifting, so to speak. Um, she's done done an amazing job setting this up. But on the bones focuses on a lot of different things. You know, as I said before, patient education is hugely important. That's a big part of it. Um, care for the patient while they're recovering from the fracture is a big part of it. 
And then one of the biggest parts of on the bone is preventing the next fragility fracture in that patient because studies have shown time and again that kind of the biggest risk fracture for sustaining a hip fracture or another type of fragility fracture is having sustained one in the past, um, which kind of sounds like a no-brainer, but, but it, it basically is an indicator that that patient's bone quality may not be great, their balance may not be great, their nutrition may not be great, and a lot of these things are correctable, um, uh, maybe not fully correctable, but certainly we can improve on these things and hopefully prevent a future fracture in a number of these patients. So we focus on things like nutrition with calcium supplementation, vitamin D supplementation, especially in the Seattle area. I mean, none of us get enough vitamin D because there's no sunlight for half the year. Um, we focus on things to do to strengthen patients' bones. So weight-bearing exercise is super important, and that can be as easy as walking. Um, some of these patients just don't even get out and walk, um, but certainly exercise is important to improve bone density, but also improve strength, which helps with balance. Um, we focus on uh, pharmacologic treatment of bone density issues or osteoporosis, which means medications for osteoporosis that can improve the strength of people's bones. Um, that is really more of a um, primary care doctor um, or endocrinologist uh, physician uh, type territory. So we make sure that we educate patients that they need to be talking to their primary care doctors about this. And if their primary care doctor is, is not really comfortable with managing osteoporosis, we also have um, endocrinologists or, or metabolic bone specialists within the Overlake system that we can send patients to. Um, we focus on fall prevention. So that's physical therapy for balance, um, limiting excessive alcohol intake, which can obviously affect your balance. Um, smoking cessation to improve uh, just overall health, but it also does affect bone density. Smoking does. And then the thing that we're kind of focusing on going forward is this patient education piece of this. Guidelines, pamphlets, um, informational websites uh, that we're trying to set up, uh, both for the patient, but also for the patient's primary care physicians. We'd like to get these patients set up uh, with their primary care doctors after their fragility fracture so that their primary care doctor can take an active uh, participation approach to helping these patients um, prevent future fractures. Uh, dietitians, geriatricians to help uh, with a more holistic management of osteoporosis and, and fragility fractures. So it's a, it's a huge undertaking. Um, we, we ideally, we would, we would get more help from a, an employee, a nursing standpoint within the hospital, uh, but also uh, as outpatients. But um, we have a great team working on it currently, and it's, it's only getting better. Um, we have recently been recognized as an own the bone star performer. Uh, so we're doing pretty well so far. That's amazing to hear. And, and I so appreciate you walking through the processes that you went through in order to um, kind of bring this initiative and this vision to a reality because it's, you know, so much easier said than done um, when you think through, you know, what really needs to happen and take place and then actually take the steps to make change. Um, it's just so powerful. I, I'm wondering along those lines, what can other hospitals learn from what's being done at Overlake Medical Center in terms of orthopedic care? Sure. Yeah. I mean, 
you know, I think I think we're we're uniquely positioned at Overlake. We're we're in an area um, with a really booming population. Um, we're on the other side of the lake from Seattle. Um, Seattle obviously has Harborview Medical Center, which is the largest trauma center in the whole country. But on the east side of the lake, it's a huge population, and and people would love to get their care at a community hospital, so they don't have to go downtown uh, to this huge medical center where they're they're extremely busy and and they do incredible things down at Harborview. But if you're just someone who falls and breaks their hip, you're just you're just going to be another patient down there waiting for people who have much more pressing issues. We can, in terms of orthopedic trauma at Overlake, we can we can pretty much cover just about anything that they can cover at uh, Harborview in terms of complexity of orthopedic injury. Um, we just hired uh, another guy to help me out, Dr. Magnuson, because uh, I had been getting so busy. He's been with us about two years now. And so uh, he trained at Harborview Medical Center. And so between the two of us, we can fix just about anything. We're actually reaching out to um, more rural communities like Ellensburg, where they do have hospitals, but not really trauma specialty care. And, and they've been dependent in the past on sending people all the way to Harborview. But we'd like to reach out and, and let them know that Overlake is a good option as well. I think the biggest thing... Um, to tell other hospitals who are interested in developing a trauma program is this didn't happen overnight. There was Overlake when I got there 10 years ago, they basically had a a system that's very similar to most community hospitals. They had a couple of orthopedic groups that covered trauma call every night and whatever doctor was on call came in the next night and fixed whatever fractures there were. And yet they were all doing trauma care. And it worked okay, um, but it wasn't efficient, and it certainly couldn't have handled the volume that Overlake currently sees. And so over 10 years, we've developed this program. So it's not an over, overnight thing where you hire a trauma guy, and the next day you're a trauma program. Um, the biggest thing, I think, is is resources. Um, you got to have the resources to be able to support the higher complexity of injury, higher complexity of patient, higher volume of trauma patients, and Overlake has provided that in spades. They've provided dedicated OR time. We have a full full day um, operating room block. Uh, there's a whole room dedicated to orthopedic trauma every day. Um, they've dedicated equipment, so uh, what are called C-arms, they're the, they're the X-ray machines we use in the operating room. Um, orthopedic implant systems, uh, orthopedic instruments. Um, they've dedicated funds uh, for support staff. So we have uh, a trauma coordinator, uh, Karen Kettner, who uh, runs the trauma program for us and, and basically does all of the behind-the-scenes stuff to keep us compliant, keep the quality of care up, I mean, it's incredible what she does, uh, the amount of work that she does. Um, they've provided staff in the OR, so OR nurses, scrub techs, um, and then funding to, to kind of support all this. There's a, a stipend for the orthopedic doctors that take uh, call because it is, it is not an easy call. We get called all the time at night when we're on call. Uh, there's a director stipend uh, to support all the extra work that I do after hours. Um, for the program, um, and without all of that assistance, 
uh, and resources from the hospital, this program would have failed where it's, whereas it's flourishing because they've been so supportive. Um, and then the final thing is you, you gotta, you gotta constantly be reassessing your practices. You've got to constantly be working on quality improvement. Um, right after this meeting, I have another meeting, uh, with the, uh, trauma committee, uh, where we go over all of the cases where there may or may not have been concerns uh, over the last month. Um, and we discuss them all at length. There's a whole bunch of subspecialty, subspecialty doctors on that committee, uh, from radiology to uh, cardiology to uh, internal medicine, orthopedics, um, general trauma care, um, and we all discuss these things. Um, and then there's the ortho section meeting, which is obviously based uh, – just on orthopedics, where a whole bunch of us get together and discuss how things are going and what needs to improve. Uh, there's a total joint committee, uh, which uh, kind of goes without saying what they do. Um, and so it's it's just been incredible for the last 10 years, and it's it's only getting better. I think probably within a couple of years, we're going to have to hire another trauma guy because we've gotten so busy. Wow, that's amazing to hear. And certainly, you know, the ability to build the program out to be able to accept patients and grow. Um, and then, as you mentioned, you know, looking ahead, um, potentially needing another trauma surgeon and um, really just seems like there's a lot going well. So, Dr. Marshall, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. This has been really a fun and interesting conversation, and I look forward to connecting with you again soon. Well, thank you for having me. It's so important for leaders at the top of organizations to keep learning, stay sharp, grow their networks. To help our audience better do this in a more simplified, personalized, and meaningful way, Becker's Healthcare has launched MyBHC. It's your trusted Becker's Healthcare experience and more with content, connections, events, and learning opportunities. Join the community free of charge at www.my.beckershospitalreview.com and we'll see you there.